Look at the adjective. Play. Now is the franchise going to take the Viagra? Oh, going to put the butts in the seat. Hello there, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode number 27 of Because WCW, the podcast where the big boys play. My name is the Twisted Genius, Dean A.S., joined as ever by my colleague, the sports journalist, Liam Happ. Liam, it's been... It's been two long months. We have been away, but finally we are back. Oh, it's been too long. Oh, I don't know what to say. It's, I think I've had withdrawal. My hands are shaking. I've, I'm not quite sure how I managed to get through Christmas, New Year's, all of January, and a few days of February without binging on some really lame WCW action. But now here we are. Thankfully, we're back and. Yes, and I'm sure a few people have seen this on social media. Yes, that absence is all my fault. Uh, basically, you in prison? I was in prison, yeah. Or given that Becky Lynch calls it Dr. Joe, I might as well call it Laptop Joe. <laughs> and to this day, I don't know quite how I've managed to do this, but I woke up one morning and the screen was smashed on my laptop. We hadn't been burgled or anything, it was just clearly knocked it over or something uh and the process to get sorted out was arduous we were insured and we finally got round to because this was just before christmas so it took us a, a little longer than i wanted to, to to actually send it off and sort out all the all the papers and that and um by the time we sorted all that out they took it i thought right it shouldn't take too long because they say it could take up to two weeks before they send it back uh, but they even say on the phone, they say it's more like a few days. And I thought, great, get back in, and as soon as Christmas is over, we'll get back on the old, because WCW saddle. Only yeah. problem is, is it's taken all those two weeks, and, and bang on two weeks, we thought, right, let's chase this up, because they did say no more in two weeks. And they've gone, yeah, it's, it's been ready and fixed for a while, you just need to pay the excess. And we're like, well, a, a fucking notification would have been peachy. <laughs> Because we were we were primed and ready earlier in the month to pay the excess, and because they didn't tell us it was ready, and they're just expecting us to know and pay the excess. Uh, by the time we've chased them up about and realised we, you know, we were quite short in January, as most people are. So we've had to wait until February, and then it's come along, and then it's uh, I've had some issues. It was meant to be a, a completely clean fix. Uh, they managed to resolve the screen issue and they didn't have to, re- apparently they, they claim they didn't have to restore computer. Lo and behold, I get back the other day, I open it up and I get the black screen with the white circle of the line for it. Uh, so I've had to completely reboot the, the system on Mac and start from scratch. Thankfully, little things like the, <laughs> the intro theme to this podcast, I managed to stick on Google Drive. So we didn't lose too much. Excellent. So, what we're really saying is it was a virus from all that Venezuelan duck porn. No, we are not saying that. It was oh, okay. Nigerian. But anyway, oh, we are back on the Nitro saddle, I believe. We are, and this is a live watch along of episode number four. So, um, if you want to, to watch along with us, then uh, we have the WWE Network primed. Uh, we've we've gone through the the, the little uh, advert that they have for whatever they're promoting, um, and I have pressed pause, and it is on zero 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 zero. We so, are ready uh, for some burning buildings, basically. That's where that's where we, we're starting. We, we are ready for some burning buildings, and we're ready to see if after a month they've finally edited Vader off there or not. So uh, you you want him there still? No, Just... he, he's his WCW legacy speaks volumes, and he's our favourite. So. Keep him on. Okay, well, uh, are, you, are you ready, Liam? I am ready, yes. Well, I'm ready. And if, if you're sitting comfortably at home, then we will press uh, the play button in three, two, one, play. And here come our burning buildings. Now, what's interesting to note here is that 
this Nitro is the first head live head-to-head between Nitro and WWF Monday Night Raw. Yes, and it looks like Vader's gone. No, I don't want to do man. this anymore. Luger's Luger's in Luger's invaders out, which makes sense because he literally replaced him like for like on the show. <laughs> yes, and here we are at uh, where are we this week? We're in Florence Civic Center in Florence, South Carolina. That's proper dose though territory though. It's no proper, more of yeah. America, is it? It's 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 no more of America, but it's a proper WCW venue and a proper WCW announce booth. We are, I, th- I think this was the case in episode three. It was two months ago, after all. But we are at the classic, well away from the ring Nitro announce set now, aren't we? Yes, Stephen, Michael, and Pepper, and the dog probably talks more sense than Mongo. Yes, and sometimes if he's had enough alcohol, more sense than Heenan. Indeed. <laughs> Oh, we got the Macho Man advertised. Yes, do, Le- you, do you remember that little segment? What's going on, on between the Macho Man and Lex Luger? No, Luger, it was two fucking months ago. What happened? <laughs> that was when uh, Kevin Sullivan attacked him on the beach. Do you remember? It was the most goofy thing I've oh, ever seen. Oh, man. Yes, I do remember now. Uh, first, are you ready for some dancing fools? Yes, here comes. The universe is going to implode. Here comes Alex Wright. He even gets pyro. Since since when did Alex Wright get fucking pyro? Since they're trying to push this in Germany. Fair play. Wasn't wasn't this the year of like the oh no um, the the WWF European title was a bit after this I think wasn't it? Oh yeah, at least eighteen months. But yeah, they're they're hot in Germany and and this is this is WCW's attempt to to hit back. You know that's Wunderkind. Didn't quite work in the same way as the British Bulldog in England for WCW, but you know. Yeah. And I believe this is the uh, this is the debut of Disco Inferno. What what a great opponent for his first match, and what a legendary tag team they'd make. The Dancing Fools, as you yes. say. <clears throat> uh, former tag team champions as well. Yeah. And that was in Germany, I believe. This was right. Do you remember they did that tour of Germany right before they they folded? Mm. Um, and I, if I remember, Chris, it's all off memory, but I believe they were going to get, put the tag titles on them and then take them back off them just to do a, a pop for Alex Wright win the title in Germany. And uh, Disco was injured. And was it maybe Hugh Morris who replaced him or something like that? I, and then I, they I, just I, pretended that the replacement never happened and that the, the Dancing Fools were the tag champs. Uh, well, Alex Wright has been attacked before the bell by the by Disco Inferno. But I've got to say, I love the way Disco Inferno has taken his white trousers off to reveal another pair of white trousers. More importantly, to reveal a second pair of white trousers that say, shake your booty on the um, booty. Indeed. And now he's doing his little dance. But uh, no, that's a nice little touch. I do like that. So hopefully this will be a bit more uh, cooperative than the Alex Wright match that we last saw because WCW, which was with Paul Roma. I think Alex Wright wrestling an alligator would be more cooperative than that. Yeah. Actually, no, we, we did Ooh. see Alex Wright against Sabu, didn't we? I think um, Disco just face-planted there, didn't he? Yeah, that wasn't a very cooperative dropkick. He... Uh... He went too low with that missile drop kick and probably gave yeah. him a liver quiver. Much better spinning heel kick. Good bump. Just the two count. Good crowd so, reactions for him, I've got to say. Yeah. That's right. I've just realised those are shake your booty tights that Disco's wearing. This is this is six months before we got the booty man. Uh, is oh, this where nice, they got the idea? Over the ropes, possibly. That was, that was a, a very nice, nice dive yeah. over the ropes. Incidentally, uh, we've already had three dark matches before then. Uh, Shark beat Mark Starr. The American Males beat Harlem Heat to retain the tag belts. And then in the most, because WCW moment of the night, Johnny Bad beat Diamond Dallas Page for the television title. Yep, the television. Oh, dear. I thought, that was, I thought Alex Wright was going to land on his head there. but I, uh, This has been very awkward, this match so far. Yes, I think he was going for a belly to belly, lost his balance and dropped him into the ropes. But that yeah, we had... We had the television title defended in a dark match. How how does that make any sense? 
it makes zero sense, and that's why I love this company. But it does remind me a little <laughs> bit of something that happened at the end of another company, ECW, when Rhino came out as the TV champ and said, why would he care about being the TV champ when this poor-ass company doesn't have TV? I love that. He then promptly won the world title on the last pay-per-view. Yes. It's funny, Disco's trying to do a lot of character work here, and it makes sense because he's, you know, he's getting it over, establishing it, and yet the two of them are rushing this match so much, and it's caused most of the near dangerous situations the fans yeah. was in, which is hilarious think... considering how much Disco's been prattling on in the last twelve months about working safe on Twitter. Yeah. I, I also don't remember him having, sorry, I don't remember his face being this pudgy. Maybe, maybe he lost a bit of weight later on or something. Yeah, I did notice a bit of a jiggle when he was doing his disco dancing. And I think that might be the reason he's climbing the top rope so slowly right now. Yeah, so he can get caught. There and, we go. And because he's, you know, fat. Instantly, can we just say uh, hello to uh, anyone who had their first exposure to because WCW at the Hooked on Wrestling uh, New Japan Wrestle Kingdom party this last month. Yeah, and sorry about that. Yeah. That was a good... I was about to say good evening. It was a good morning. It was a good morning. 7 o'clock to 12 o'clock. What was terrifying was that there were people drinking beer and Prosecco at like half past 7 in the morning. You, uh, we're doing this on Skype, but you would be glaring at me if you could glare at me right now, wouldn't you? Well, are you having a drink right now? No, I was having a drink that morning. Ah, uh, yeah, but not right at half seven. Backslide by Disco, and there you go, backslide by Disco, he wins, and the guy making his debut loses. Great. Why? Because he's fat. Oh, because WCW. <laughs> To to be fair, in this situation, he's he's clearly a mid card comedy guy, and they've got plans for right. Then then don't put him with Alex Wright in his opening match. Um, I'm not, not going to lie. Put him um, against Mark Starr or someone. I I actually I actually get a little annoyed when uh, everyone's introduced and goes on an unbeaten run. Uh, so I've got a bit of time for that. Well, he doesn't have to go on an unbeaten run, but he should at least win his fucking debut match. Oh, and they're now, they're now replaying the, they're now replaying the fuck up. Brilliant. Oh, that drop kick must have hurt. It went right in the small of his back, <laughs> and he and he'd arched ready, getting ready for it to land between his shoulder blades, so you can just yep. imagine the resistance there. Out of all the things we can we can replay, let's replay the spot that blew up. Right, we've what now got Hulk Hogan. Is he sucking Jimmy Hart off? I think so. He's wearing a neck brace. And he was wearing the uh, the WCW title belt on the back of his head. It looked like Jimmy Hart was using it to leverage him down into uh, oral sex. Yeah. This is... I can't believe I don't remember this. He's going to send that no-good, stinky giant. Jesus Christ. No wonder they turned him heel. It's it's almost like... I I know he's wearing this neck brace to sell the attack from the giant at full brawl. But it's almost like they've put this on him and thought to themselves, right, let's see him do his usual insane, coked-up, animated promo now. And he's pulling it off. Oh, he's issuing the challenge for the monster truck. Yeah, because obviously if I'm, a, I'm buying a wrestling pay-per-view, the thing that I'm going to buy it for is a monster truck race. Oh, uh, when the time comes for us to do the pay-per-view of Havoc Knife, we're going to have a field day with that. Oh, man. I'm so mad at you for nearly breaking my neck. I want to have a car competition. Yep. Oh, man. This <laughs> is just... I can't believe this promo isn't more famous than it is, unless I'm just looking in completely the wrong circles. He's going to put the giant over his head, even though he's got a neck brace on. Oh! Oh, it refers to Andre <laughs> the Giant as his father. 
Yeah, are they still in denial about that ever happening? <laughs> that was just cringe. Got another stinky, nasty giant. Oh, man, that was... How is that not infamous as one of the worst promos of all time? It was the classic. Oh, now we got a Slim Jim commercial. Because why not? To be fair, he was extremely popular in that role. Not that we'd know, because we know it's a fucking pepperami. Here's Mean Gene in his tweed jacket. That is a nice tweed jacket. <laughs> and this is this is also our first uh, recording since Mean Gene's demise. If I oh well, man, because obviously two months. Yes, it is. Poor Mean Gene. That was sad. It is, oh, and it... yet every any time I see him on an old bit of W Network, I can't help but smile. Because his legacy's you know, absolutely locked, and oh, he yeah. had a great innings. Here you go. It's Luger in the same white shirt he was wearing at uh, episode one with Savage and the weird gear with all the kisses. Yeah. Dissension from episode three between Luger and Macho Man wearing that outfit. The carbuncles. <laughs> So are they friends? Are they enemies? Who the fuck cares? You know, that sort of thing. What are they talking about? Being the world champion? I believe, and, and well, about Hogan's whether or not champion. they could trust each other. Oh, you cheap-shotted me at yeah, war games. Because they did have a bit of a pull-apart, which oh. was the closest they came to making it look like the Dungeon Doom might actually win. He wants to play with the big boys, Dean. Not like that. He's got a big grin in his face when he says that. That's what alarms me. Is Lex Luger still eligible to get a U-treat? <laughs> I don't think they're uh, targeting American wrestlers. But, you know, there's subtle hints all over the place. <laughs> oh, here's Savage. Savage is in the ring. No intro, no nothing. He's just turned up in the ring. Slightly less diabolical outfit. Oh, here's Luger jogging to the ring. Oh, this is this is classic TV. <laughs> the way they've rushed into this confrontation, you can tell it's the first live head-to-head, can't you? <laughs> they've literally gone from nothing, cold segment, to face-to-face live in the ring in 15 seconds. Yep. Because we know, we know Macho's going to wrestle. And it looks like Luger's ready to fight as well. Yeah. So Luger and Macho want to fight each other. Mutual respect with Sting. Mutual respect with Hogan. Don't give me that. He's saying he doesn't respect Savage, but he respects the other two. Even though Savage is wearing a a more respectable outfit this week. Slightly. Looks like he's borrowed it from the Zodiac. He won't be the Zodiac for much longer, so fair play. Why not? Oh, what was that? Challenge for the Oh, he's challenged Luger for... Challenged Savage for a match and put his title shot on the line. So he's got a title shot, even though he's meant to be mates with Hogan. Next week. Oh, he says he's going to... Luger's going to leave a month after showing up if he doesn't win, uh, which kind of telegraphs what's going to happen. That is laying it all on the line, Macho. You've got a match. (laughs) Oh, they've got a date with Destiny next Monday night when Nitro is live and Raw is recorded. He just refused the handshake from Macho Man and instead just 
shook his shoulders a little bit. Grabbed him, yeah, grabbed his shoulders for no apparent reason. That was that was an awkward face to face. And the first oh. match announced for Havoc is the Monster Trucks. The Monster Trucks. <laughs> They're actually trying to sell the pay-per-view. And um, Bischoff on 83 Weeks very recently claimed that he viewed Havoc as the annual showpiece more so than Starcade. And this right here tells me bullshit. Oh, and as an afterthought, they're also going to wrestle. Yay. That couldn't lead to anything remotely embarrassing, could it? God, no. You haven't seen nothing yet, E. Okay, we're back to an actual wrestling match. Ah, and here is, with accompanied by Colonel Robert Parker, it is Kurosawa, who is uh, Manabu Nakanishi. Who is now? He's he's doing some kind of karate chops because obviously all all Japanese wrestlers in America are martial arts experts. His theme music sounds like someone sat on a synthesizer by accident, <laughs> and I'm not one for generic Oriental wrestler theme tunes, but in this instance, I think they should just dust off one of those for him because this is rotten. Well, with the exception of the great Muta. WCW, and you could even argue WWE to a lesser degree, have never known what to do with Japanese wrestlers. Hmm. Have you ever noticed how Mongo is uh, pretty much a predecessor for every overbearing third commentator on current WWE TV at the moment? <laughs> with, his, with his nauseatingly pro-babyface predictions and his no, just horrible sound bites. They pretty much want a third commentator, most companies, and I don't know why, but they want a third commentator to be like that guy who stands behind the famous rapper shouting, yeah, and word. Here we go. So Kurosawa is already throwing a, a martial arts-style kick. Craig Pittman. So these both guys have basically got four years' experience between them, and Pittman just seems to be dry, like doing a kind of a spear headbutt thing. This, this match will be far more interesting if it was a shoot. Am I correct? Yeah. Because well, they've yeah, both got background. Say, yeah. Um, Nakanishi represented Japan in the Barcelona Olympics. Nice. And um, and Pittman was a, I think he was a national, um, let me have a look. He was a USA senior Greco-Roman champion twice, 1989 and 1991. So, yeah. So, you got Kurosawa, who is a genuine Olympic wrestler, and he's been saddled with the stereotypical martial arts gimmick. Oh, they, they're keeping the crowd's interest just by laying in the strikes. Mm. And Pippen's try, he's trying to bump like crazy. He's not quite Marty Jannetty or anything, but he's certainly making an attempt to flip off every kick. Oh. <sighs> I thought he was going. I thought he was going to drive him into the ring post. Instead, he just flips him backwards on the concrete. Yeah, they've they, they've done the uh, they've done the um, exposed concrete spot and a rather nasty looking one at that for this TV match. Yeah, this out of nowhere TV match that no one really has any sort of investment in. And there are people thinking that Johnny Gargano and, and the like are overdoing it with such spots in NXT takeovers recently. <laughs> so Kurosawa now working on the uh, working on the arm. So Mongo of... has three times referred to him as this Japanese guy, and on two occasions tried to compare it to recent NFL happenings. Which Marvelous. is basically his commentary in a fucking nutshell, isn't it? Go Hulk, NFL, this Japanese guy. He was getting paid for this, remember? Yeah. It's not even like it was like a care in the community thing or anything. If people speculated it was just 
Oh, for WCW, it was just great to have such a legendary football player around at work every week, and that was pretty much the reasoning for signing them, I think. Ah, Pittman's just hit another one of these speary headbutt things into the stomach and knocked Kurosawa onto the floor again. And this, this... is pre-spear. The spear was not yeah. a thing at this point. No. This isn't pretty, this match. I think it's fair to say. No, for, for two guys just to go hell for they're, leather, it's not bad. but it's They're, they're laying it in. In their, in their position, this is probably the way to go. There's no other way that's really going to make the crowd care other than to just mm. have as close to a fight as they can get away with without actually fighting. Yeah. Belly to belly suplex, nicely done. Yeah. And another one of these weird... <laughs> I think that's his battering ram. Oh, now he's got like a cross-arm breaker. Curacao's got the ropes. Basically, your Ronda Rousey armbar, that. Still working the eyes. This is, this is not bad from Pittman. Oh, nice. He reversed an armbar attempt into a, an inverted gut wrench suplex. By unorthodox means, these two have the crowd. Mm. Oh, beautiful German yeah. suplex. With the, with the three, yeah, got a three count. It wasn't entirely clear for you, but that was like the tightest, snappiest wrestler's bridge I've seen in ages yeah. from Kurosawa. Fantastic. You do, if you do that every night on the road, you're going to have a neck issue, basically. Or you train the fuck out of your neck. But that was... If if we're to compare and contrast this to some of this... Just the outright uninspiring wrestling we have on WWE TV a lot of the time on the main roster in recent years. That was... At the very least, it was interesting. It was was engrossing. They just replayed... <laughs> they just replayed. There's, there's the bridge. Yeah, it looks fine. They just replayed the uh, bump onto concrete. I think the producers are basically replaying the finish of the match and the oh fuck, I think he's dead spot of the match. That's classic WCW replays. I love that because yeah. they do the good spots and then they always show a, a little slow mo of the winner's entrance, like I did there. Mm. They've been doing that for years. Oh, it's Sullivan against Savage next. Fucking hell. Yeah, this this match did not do good in the ratings. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Meanwhile, over on uh, Monday Night Raw, the Smoking Guns were beating Owen Hart and Yokozuna to win the tag team titles. Hmm. But more importantly, what the fuck is Arn Anderson wearing? He looks Uh, like Wayne Etta Slob. You see a little bit of uh, early loose cannon in Pillman oh, yeah. here. They're continuing the uh, charade that Ric Flair is their enemy that lasted all four weeks. Yeah, because I think next week we've got Flair v. Anderson singles match on Nitro. Oh, nice. Mm. Can't see it being as awesome as the uh, 25-minute full brawl match, but I'll take what I can get. They'll be (laughs) exercising their right to bear arms. Is Pillman going to come to the ring with a gun? Oh, no, that was WWE. This is a year before that. So Basically, he was itching to do this for 12 months. Oh, and he's got a bum bag or fanny pack, as the Americans call it. Oh, it's still not as bad as this, uh, what is this, a, a pastel teal jacket. It really <laughs> does. Teal, teal is the word, I think. Yeah. It and does... a black t-shirt and a gold cross around his neck. It does look like WCW recently went on a tour of England and he stole that from someone who's selling drugs via an ice cream van. <laughs> But they're really pushing the horseman thing here for the first time. Which is kind of ominous when you, when you consider you, you can't really have a horseman without flair. 
yeah. and they are threatening to do exactly that, and we know exactly how this goes. I always found it weird that Anderson wore glasses in promos because he just doesn't help the look of a wrestler. They're questioning uh, him running to Sting for help. Ah, uh, Ric Flair always had Arn Anderson to back him up. Now he doesn't. Yeah, he... It actually makes sense if they have to take this further, but they don't. They just go straight back to not much of a complaint because you can't beat Ric Flair and the Horseman, but it's an interesting thing they're exploring only to just hit reset at the pay-per-view. Oh, it's the start of Dream on commentary on Saturday night. Dusty Rhodes' co-host. Sting versus Bad for the US title, though, has my interest. Maybe we're... Are we watching the wrong WCW show? <laughs> is there a right WCW show? No! <laughs> this is a life sentence. We're going to be doing this in our 60s. <laughs> Fucking company lasted a decade, and we're going to get, like, 30 years of material out of this. So here we go, it's Savage v Sullivan, and that's the sound of thousands of TV sets switching over to Raw. Yes. Oh, we've got the angle again, there you go. Just in case you've forgotten about it. With that weightlifting bar down on the Savage's throat, yeah. Unfortunately, it was the ratings failure of Sullivan in singles feuds with Hogan and Savage that made him decide, right, you know what, if we can't draw tickets putting them up against one hill... Let's let's put both of them up against eight of them in a cage in yeah. five months. That's what led to that rationale. I love Rather the than trying that... to create fresh threats, they just I, I piled lo- them all up. I love the fact that in that angle, one of the offensive moves was Savage was uh, Sullivan throwing sand in Savage's eyes. Yes. If it's there, use it. It's just so stereotypical. He should he should have literally kicked sand in his face. I, I would say at this juncture that the taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, is well past his usefulness as a legit hill threat, but then I have to pose a question. Was he ever Dean? He was great in Smoky Mountain when he was stabbing at uh, Kanemura in the arm with a spike. Oh, yeah, but Jim Cornette break. doesn't like gory sick stuff when he's wrestling. That's true, yeah. He, Kevin Sullivan could beat the fuck out of you, though. And me. Do you know what? I'd just throw sand in his face. Here comes Savage. I did like his little... Uh, you know, it's basically a rip-off of his same WE theme, but I like the WCW version. With the little... And the extra guitar riff in it. You can tell he's on the juice because he's willing to show off his uh, upper body. Yep, absolutely. Yep, there's no top anymore. Obviously, you don't want a single single match man out for steroid juice because it's rife, especially at this point in the wrestling timeline. But from from what I've read up, he was notoriously one of the more insecure people about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially when he started to really feel like his uh his the the winter of his career was approaching, so he just started doing even more roids. You remember him <laughs> in the late nineties, he was just oh I think I think he basically got injured because he was overblown on fucking gas. Oh. And then he was oh. away for a year and then came back even more gassed up. Yeah. The Zodiac is at ringside, everyone. What the fuck was that gimmick meant to be, eh? The Zodiac? Face painted like a zebra. Yeah, this is uh, gimmick number 4 billion out of 5 for Ed Leslie in WCW. And the booty man is still to come, you say. But look at the trunks. As I said earlier, look at the trunks that Savage is wearing and look at Zodiac's gap. Are they in cahoots? Tune into Nitro to fuck... Oh, wait. Oh, yeah. They're not in cahoots, by the way. He just levelled Savage with a really shit clothesline. Ran him into the post. So, 
Savage has been run to the ring post and chucked back in the ring by Zodiac, and now Taskmaster is taken over. With, and with Austin Powers esque karate chops. And in the background, you can see loads of people walking out to the toilets or the concession stands. Yeah, that, which is quite the indictment for a macho man segment. Yeah. Because even when he's not the top man in a company at any given time, he's usually pretty much a lock for must-see TV. I think it's more to do with the opponent. I don't think anyone gives a shit. Yeah. It's all them cups of coffee drinks, Macho Man. Those white powdery cups of coffee he puts (laughs) up his nose. That 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 had to be the most OAP baseball slide I've ever seen from Kevin Sullivan right there. And kudos to Randy. He's selling all this, trying to get a bit of heat going. But oh yeah, if you if you remember that, you know, even though it didn't like tear the house down or anything, you could hear the audible reactions from this crowd for the little spots that. Alex Wright and Disco were trying, and and uh, Pittman, mm. and but and they were getting reactions, and they can't even really get that here. I, th- I think I think we'll hear the crowd come alive for the comeback and a big elbow, and that's it. I'm presuming that's where this is going to go. Yeah, that's what people want to see, isn't it? You yeah. want to hear the music and see the elbow. So Savage gets thrown out right by Zodiac again. Nice ponytail, Ed. This this has been all Sullivan until now. Backdrop on the floor. Should have said that sooner. Would have got exciting. If I told you the story about Ed Leslie working on an independent show with, with Zach, Zach Gowan. Gowan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, I wish I could tell our viewers which episodes that, that was. So basically, what you guys are going to have to do is listen back to all of them. Sorry, guys. Yeah. But it's worth it because there's some good stuff there. Honest. Oh. Zodiac's had to get in up on the apron simply so he can get thrown in the ring by Savage. Got to Savage is now... Oh, Savage now thrown Randy oh. Pee Anderson down so he can carry on beating them both up. He's been disqualified. He has snapped. Oh, he's slammed Zodiac and then he's slammed Sullivan on top of Zodiac and he's going up top for an elbow. He's going to land the elbow on both of them. Jekrad is into this. Yeah. Oh, Sullivan moved out of the way and Savage landed badly. Badly, Savage landed quite badly on Zodiac. Apparently, he um he did his collarbone in from that landing. Oh man! Here the, comes the giant, the giant. Might do some more damage. What I love is the fact that Savage hasn't noticed that a man who's supposedly seven foot four is walking in behind him. Yeah. Oh, big choke slam! He goes down, goes down to the floor. He dives down with him, sort of like a a, a scrum half passing the ball out of the scrub. Where you dive if, if anyone's ever yeah. played rugby. He used to do those choke slams like that all the time, didn't he? Sometimes with a little bit of a pivot. It look, it, it just made it look a bit better, look a bit different. And then he realised he didn't have to. That's Frankie Lancaster, perennial jobber. Oh, he's been choke slammed as well. Yeah, there came a point where where Giant obviously thought, "Fuck this," and just stayed on his feet. So they're basically going to have a load of people come out and get yep, beaten Yeah, who's up. coming here now? Big chokeslam. Oh, Alex Wright's coming in now. Isn't this just all the people that they've had the next year to get squashed by Loch Ness? Yeah. Oh, he's been caught in a bear. He came off the top rope. He's been caught in a bear hug by the giant. Oh, and he's just dived down into a, from a bear hug into a kind of a bear hug slam and nearly taken the ref out as well. To be fair, he's looking like a million bucks. Yeah, oh, apparently that was Mark Starr, the job, the guy that he that he chokes down to. Yeah, previously... Luger's strolling out. Yeah, he'd previously lost to, to Shark. Well, he's, Luger's not all that bothered about saving Savage because obviously he's got a match with Savage next week at Nitro. So, um... And they're not attacking Luger. So uh, they're trying to make us think that Luger's in cahoots. Oh, no, now they're attacking Luger. 
Oh, Luger's attacking Giant. Yeah, Luger's Giant trying... actually attacked Luger first there. Yeah. Now they're fighting. This is there's only one winner there at the moment. Choke slam for Luger. So Luger's down. Savage is down. I mean, there's your, there's your next challenger for the heavyweight championship. After the monster truck race, of course. After the monster truck race, you know, if he doesn't get like murdered off the roof or anything. Oh, that would happen. Next up, Luger. That's the worst graphic ever. The really, that's like the L worst. Luger versus a horse. A horse. But no, it's just the way that the lighting on Luger is completely different to the lighting on Meng. There, it's like. Just the worst Photoshop ever. That or really needs to be the cover for this episode, doesn't it? I think that it does, actually, yes. Brilliant. Card subject to change. Oh, look, we've got Hogan beating up Vader in every clip imaginable now. They're so subtle, aren't they? Yeah. Wrestling companies. They always had that nuance about them, didn't they? Kind of hoping that Elite Wrestling break the massive trend and actually... <laughs> and nothing like that. So here's Luger hurting the ring. And he's going to have to wrestle. So I like that. Main, yeah, I like the pacing main of event, it. Our main event is Luger v. Meng. On, well, on the first ever live head-to-head -head with Raw, we've got The Undertaker v. British Bulldog on Raw or Luger and Meng on Nitro. Which one would you watch? That, well... I think as far as TV goes, the format doesn't have to be as strict as uh, as pay-per-view cards with a main event. They clearly make, they make sure they have stars in in the last segment, and Luger is one of their top guys at the moment. But obviously, uh, Meng, a former tag team champion with the the Giants' dad, nudge nudge. Yeah, Bischoff has just done a breaking thing on commentary. Hulk Hogan is watching this and doesn't like what he's seeing. And if okay. Poochie's not in the room, everybody should be asking, where's, where's Poochie? Poochie? I feel a little dirty keep doing that Poochie reference when there's a billion Simpsons wrestling memes on social media at the moment. <laughs> it's so very true. But oversaturation's only around the corner, Dino. Oh, pole driver? Pole driver. Nah. See, Meng always had a sweet fucking pole driver. Oh, the thing with Meng, as we've said before, Meng is great. Meng is brilliant but and legit tough and a great, great pro. But the fans never really connected with him. The office always did. He was always employed somewhere big, but he was never a a draw really he was, he was always a mortar to the bricks yeah he was a solid hand but you couldn't you build your main events around him yeah they're still putting over the Giants massive assault of five guys which is fair play I did like that I, the, again I think we've said this every of the four episodes so far the pacing has been A plus Mm. You know, uh, e even if you have weeks where you're losing a head-to-head, -head, you're not going to lose viewers permanently with this sort of decent TV. People are always going to come back and give you a glance. We've got a fair few empty seats in the backdrop there. I don't know where people have gone. Oh, you did note where they went in the last match, didn't you? No, <laughs> Looks like there's quite the queue at the concession stand. More, yeah. But yeah, Raw did win this by quite a margin. 2.7 rating to 1.9. I'm not entirely sure what those numbers mean for us Brits, but um, yeah. it's a decent margin nonetheless. Apparently, uh, Raw's was more or less holding tight from their trends and Nitro's was a, seems like a five-point drop-off. So they lost out big time here. As I said, a lot, a lot of what WCW did, I think, on this show before that infamous night where Scott Hall showed up, uh, was good enough to ensure 
that people kept checking them out every now and then. You're not going to lose, considering how they pretty much put God knows how many wrestling fans off wrestling entirely between 1999 and 2001. It's worth noting that you put out a solid show. People are going to come back. Yeah. So it's been pretty much all men this match because obviously Luger's had the shit kicked out of him by the giant. Yeah, and this has been the. I mean, this probably isn't helping their cause. This is the second straight match with marquee wrestlers where the marquee wrestler has been on defence the whole time. Yeah. Whereas those first two matches were rough as our souls, but we couldn't take our eyes off them. It's funny how it works like that. But that's us compared to your average punter. I mean, we're a bit weird, let's face it. I mean, if you don't think we're weird, we're doing a podcast looking back at WCW shows, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Have we? Oh, it's been so long since the last one. Is that what we're doing? <laughs> or, have you so, just, yeah. or is this some massive prank of yours that you've... Hey, Liam, we used to do this podcast. Let's get back to it. What, you sure? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, yeah. Nitro 4, that's where we are. Yeah, definitely. Don't you remember it? I've yet to see any documentation, mate. Have you yet to see any proof? Uh, there's, there's a website you can download old episodes from. Ah. Yeah. Check out our Twitter, at BecauseWCW. They'll, you'll see some stuff there. I seem to have found something. Is it BecauseWCW.podbean.com? Is that it? Yeah, there, yeah. Have a look on there, yeah. If anyone listening could like maybe type that in and, and click go, just to, just to make sure that Dean's not winding me up. Yeah. Not as a deliberate prayer to quadruple our traffic numbers into the dozens. God, no. Perish the thought. Oh. Meanwhile, our, ma- our massive uh, sidebar can finally end because it looks like, oh, no. I was going to say it looks like Luger might actually get a shot in. But no, a couple Luger of forearms and this off. Yeah, he hulked up and then got a jab in the throat and uh, Samoan drop by Meng. Considering the story they're, set, they're telling here with the Oh, that giant. was fucking dreadful. <laughs> Meng came off the top or the middle rope with some sort of diving headbutt type thing and Luger just sidestepped and pushed his head into the mat. But Meng still gets up quicker. And... Yeah, ah, because he's Polynesian, of course. All <laughs> Polynesian wrestlers have hard heads. God, I love law. those stereotypes in wrestling. Uh, it's the wrestling lore. Considering the story they're telling here with the giant Luger attack before the match, they really could have done this in four minutes or less, you'd think, wouldn't you? Yeah. More fans have uh, dressed up as empty seats. But this is the loudest they've been for this match so far. There's a bit of a pop now. Now Luger's finally making a comeback, which again lasted less than 10 seconds. Well, it looked like he went for a clothesline and fell over backwards. And now he's kicking me. I don't quite know what's going on now. They're not going to do the same finish, are they? Looks like he's going to shove the ref down. I think Luger screwed that up somehow. Oh, Meng's got a foreign object. International He's, object. Yeah, just twatted Luger in the chops with it. And he beat him. So it's really, uh, if you're, uh, if, uh, for any of our American friends, twatted Luger in the chops means hit him in the face. Well, it is an international object, so we thought we'd use vernacular there. Yeah. Meng wins. That was... Having beaten Luger up the whole time. Probably the worst main event of the four episodes so far. I was just going to say, that was a dreadful main event. Like, they took... they Basically, they spent 50 quid to solve a 10-quid problem, to use more British uh, localisation. Yeah. They could have told that story that he, he lost a big match unexpectedly because of the giant with a much less plodding, boring, tedious fucking main event. No wonder they lost people. And that he hadn't exactly rushed to help Savage at the same time. Yeah. Which was basically the, the whole will they won't they with Luger and Savage is for the sake of it because there's no cohesion to it. They're just doing it for the sake of it. And that doesn't draw people in. That doesn't engage. So, again, like like, like I've said the last three episodes, the, the pacing of it's great. It's, it's watchable overall, but... Yeah, well, they're telling us that Hogan will be here next week along with the American Males and the Nasty Boys and Dean Malenko. 
in another awful picture. Oh, and there's the Luger, the awful Luger picture again. Luger Savage. That really is a bad shot of Luger. We're going to have to try and meme that. Yeah. There you go. We are we are done. That is uh, episode four in the bag. Um, probably the weakest one so far, I think. Yeah. Which uh, is surprising, bit... seeing as it was head-to-head with Raw. You would have thought they'd have pulled out all the stops. Oh, in their mind, I get this funny feeling they probably thought they were. Uh, but they, like with a lot of things under the, the Bischoff regime, a, a lot of it really didn't hit the mark, although you could see what they were trying. There was a lot of uh, missed perceptions as to what works and what doesn't, I think. Uh, and the, and the, the pace of it was still there. There's a, there's a certain raw intrigue about a lot of the undercards still. And Ooh. it's still more enjoyable than a lot of the tripe you get on WWE TV now. But, yeah... That was a that was a long, tedious main event to to establish the story they were telling. They could have done it a lot quicker and a lot easier. Yeah, uh, that Hogan promo was you know oh, it was man. so bad it was good. That was amazing. We should we should somehow stick that up on stick that up on Twitter or something because that is it, it deserves awesome. to be singled out. Indeed, indeed it does. Please please do that. Oh man, right. Well, um. I guess having been away for two months, it definitely won't be two months in, until we're back. We'll we'll aim. We'll, we'll, we might even try and squeeze another one out next week. Who knows? We'll see what our schedules are looking like. Yeah, we'll try and quick fire these uh, nitro as much as we can because it's yeah, it's quite an enjoyable thing to do. And hopefully, we'll be back on the scene with some special guests very very soon. Now I've got my laptop back. We can go back to sorting that out. And if yes. there's anyone you'd like us to uh, get involved in the show, let us know via Twitter, via Facebook. We're open to requests, especially if there's uh, no booking fees involved. Yeah, if uh, you know, if there's anyone you want to include, tag tag us and tag them in a tweet, and let's see if the magic of the internet can make it happen. It worked for David Penzer. Thanks, Oops. Dave. Love you. Thanks, Dave. Cool. Right. Well, uh, that is uh, that brings us to the end of episode. Uh, was it 27, 29? It was twenty-seven. You get better. Yeah, you go. That twenty-seven us, yeah. or twenty-nine? You just say. Yeah, I, I knew it was 20-something. Um, we will be back very shortly with, with episode 28, therefore, of Because W. Or 30. So, or 30, something. We'll get to episode 30 one day. Um, in another six months. Yes, in the meantime, thank you so much for listening. If you've enjoyed this, then please tell a friend. Uh, if you haven't, then, then just keep it quiet, all right? And uh, on behalf of Liam Hatt, this is the Twisted Genius saying thanks for listening. We'll see you ringside.